You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome back to your hot mess Sunday. Hello. Like always. always we are here. Always at your uh, 12 o'clock hour. It is. It's time for just a lot of fun, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully, because I, oh, I no. doubt us. <laughs> in this yeah, I don't, du- I don't doubt our fun at all. <laughs> our fun skills are top notch. As always, it's been a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there has not been any... Th- it's, it's crazy. This has been the craziest week I think I've experienced... I think we've all experienced in different ways, you know? Yeah. Um, with the show and with uh, our lives and everything we do. Jonathan, you want to start that off? No, mine's not as fun. Well, no, I no, no. We but yours start is, out with yours. <laughs> no, yours is as crazy. Okay, well, here's here's what happened. So I decided um, to leave the boys for, for six days, to leave uh, Jonathan and Kurt on their own um, and go down to California for a vacation because uh, it was much, it was overdue. A it was well... Overdue. Um, Vacation to vacation. Well, vacation. Yeah. Oh, we did so many things. Yeah. So it was with my friend uh, Madison, which was uh, an amazing time. So we went down to San Jose in the Bay Area, kind of hung around, went to beach, went to parks, went to San Francisco, like Uh, the whole thing. And so it was really fun. And I I completely forgot that I had a life back here in Spokane and I had to do a conference call with them. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Work. That's a thing. (laughs) No, you're, you're not saying one of the most exciting okay most okay the okay let me t- and let, I, I need to tell you yeah. at dinner yeah. last night with some friends okay we were all excited and jealous okay of this moment so. yeah so okay this is let me let me give you a little bit of a, of a story of how this happened so my friend madison has a cousin there who works at google and his husband works at uh tesla and so they have <gasps> a tesla <gasps> um and so, <laughs> I have to calm myself down. right, exactly, because I'm a huge fan of Tesla, and so is Madison. So we uh, begged our way into riding in their Tesla, and so we were like, okay, we'll just take a ride. They'll they'll take us around. It's cool. No, no, no. Uh, her cousin Corey decides to stop the car and says, "Do you want to drive?" And in that moment, my heart stops. I scream really loudly and I say, okay. <laughs> and um, so I sit down and, oh, 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 my God. No, I am always disappointed from now on when I get behind the wheel of a car because nothing competes, nothing and at all. And here's the sad thing. Really, I'm guessing, like, yeah. maybe a little suicidally de- depressed when you get behind the wheel of your car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Compared to a Tesla. Well, here's the thing. The whole time we were driving a convertible Mini Cooper, which was so much fun. Well, I love Mini right. Coopers. Right. But... After the Tesla, I was like, even this isn't fun. Like, I stepped on the gas pedal of that thing, and we were, like, we were fast. We were there. Oh, it was There has it was been great. rumor that you might have spread to me that there was a video, and I have not seen this video. Oh, of me driving? Yes. I, I, can, I can post there it on Facebook. There was a thing. Yeah. It needs to be posted, because I told uh, my dinner page, yeah. What are they called? Get I don't know. I was you're, at someone's house. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I told them there was a video, but we haven't yeah. seen it yet. So okay. just rumor, I'll I'll rumor. show you I'll show you the video. Yeah. We I have pictures, video, I have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish it was during the daytime so you could see it better, but uh, I mean it's all about feeling it. it really That's is. all we really, really need is. is the vibe. Yeah. Anyway. Tesla vibe. And so I'm back. I'm back to uh Smoky Land over here. <sighs> um and I'm so done. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, so what done. what about your week? What about the craziness that Everybody it, it was had insanity. to live through, but it was in, insanity. Specifically. First of all, the smoke is mm-hmm. horrible. And we all know that. Everybody listening, we're actually going to talk a little bit about 
the reality of living in a state that's burning down a little time later in the hour. But that was weird. It has looked how many people online have called it Armageddon yeah. and the end of days. Oh and the, here's gosh. the scary part, because you know there's always that group of people who sort of believe that to be yeah. true and it's not just tongue in cheek. And then they scare me more than the smoke. Yeah. And so, but <laughs> it was bad, especially like I'm at, you know, my apartment in the valley and this, the ash is just raining down. Yeah. And you can't see. It was so that's not fun. Plus, your lungs don't like you or, no. or the smoke at all. So, and it was just a, you know, a wonderfully busy and insane week, which we love. So, um, but it was busy. But it was busy. <laughs> it yeah. Was. It was crazy. And now I feel like I've been hit by a truck. Yeah. Well, and today. And I'm sorry so. for basically taking my workload and saying, oh, you know, we don't really, you know, our, some of our interns left for school and whatnot. So already the <laughs> workload has doubled. And then I'm like, I'll just go. Bye. It's, you it guys figure it out. It was only a few nights of tears. That's all. <laughs> that's all it was. A lot, and, of, a lot of hatred. Huh, and towards we me. have right. told, in, as we have told Mariah, who is the intern that's in studio right now. She's, if you're on Periscope, she's the one making sure that we are Looking on there. Good. Yeah. And uh, all the videos and, and photographs we do is because of Mariah. And basically, she joined the team and everybody left. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, Mariah thinks this is negative. I say maybe it's because you're just so fabulous yeah. that they couldn't take it. Yeah, no, they See? couldn't. You're too, you're too much Mariah. Too, too much. You know, kind of like Carrie. Yes, kind of like Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. So much Mariah. Spelled the same way even. Right. Exactly. So, but we survive and we, we, and we have obviously a lot of things coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them we're going to talk to, we've been talking about it for a month for a while um it's it's, it's almost here i can't believe it this yeah. is it's that close and actually we're close. gonna have a, an amazing musician call in to the show in just a bit mm-hmm. been on the show before uh gonna be on the show again but has a show in town we're gonna talk a little bit to jack mosey about um how we are able to bring him here and where he's gonna be and where you can meet him and come have a good time it's yeah. just High energy and a lot of fun. So that's going to be uh, fairly shortly here. Yeah, in just fairly a little shortly. bit. <clears throat> that's grammatically accurate. Right, exactly. Well, and something else I think we should mention right now is uh, AIDS Walk, Spokane. AIDS Walk yeah. in September on the 26th. That is, um, and 11 o'clock, be there. Mm-hmm. But And it's a Saturday. So. It is. Most yeah. important thing is to join our team. Right, exactly. Go and join our team. Our links are on our Facebook, on our website. Go ahead and they are get on there. You can donate if you just want to donate. We'll, we take That's that. Fine. We we'll take, take it. donations. Uh, and do it, you know, let's mm-hmm. make, just, here's the thing. There's door prizes if our team is the biggest. So let's just make that happen. And yeah. I will admit that uh, at dinner last night, I kind of, decided to work a bit and be like hey you know what you should be doing on a saturday in september you should be joining our team yeah right good yeah. there you go yeah so uh, it's for a great cause we're it very is. excited to be part of it and and your boys are actually going to be on they're handing us microphones and letting us talk i know see spoken aids network has this has this habit of handing us microphones they foolishly do. and just saying hey, host <laughs> foolishly and and, and talk <laughs> I, I mean, agree. We, we succeed, but <laughs> <laughs> but I agree but with you. Maybe <laughs> not. The they don't need yeah. to know. But the judgment, I might. We might have the question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's an important event. It's actually kind of cool because uh, we had Kyle on uh, Kyle Richardson from uh, Spoken AIDS Network to kind of talk about that a little bit last, last week. week yeah. yeah, that which seems forever ago, but um, it's kind of interesting because it's part of this uh, you know action plan in Washington to aid. And AIDS 2050 and AIDS 2020. Yeah. 2020 is the reduced new infections by 50% by 2050. We want Washington State to be really AIDS-free. And right. so I, I love to see the action steps that 
are happening. And I mean, it's a it's also a national uh, movement. Um, the yeah. Obama administration announced back, uh, you know, when a few if, weeks in, ago, yeah. yeah, exactly, that they're on progress and they're going to continue to do this uh, through 2020. Yeah, and they released uh, the next decade plan. Exactly. So they yeah. released a 10-year plan on how they were going to achieve mm-hmm. this. And that's great. It when is great. Fi- I mean, remember the days when this came out and the Reagan administration wouldn't even admit exactly. that it was a thing, wouldn't yeah. even say the name uh, at all. So we've come a long way and I think we should be really excited and proud of that. So oh, yeah. uh, we're thrilled to, to do our part. And honestly, uh, watch for things because... Um, I think it's important to to understand the testing mm-hmm, process, mm-hmm. and so we might be doing a little video about how that works. And go, you know, yeah. we we finally got the approval from all the powers that need to approve it. All the and powers. So we're gonna we're gonna watch someone be terrified as they go through this yeah, process. Yeah. But <laughs> help you be strong. I'm actually kind of excited to see. I it. don't know about the word excited, <laughs> <laughs> but all I right. am. It's important. It is important. So, yeah. 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 To show how easy it is. Um. While we wait for Jack, I kind of want—I I read an article this uh, this week that was interesting to me uh, because uh, it was—I sh- I actually shared it with you. I don't know if you checked it out. It was about HIV and AIDS in Kyrgyzstan, which is my uh, home country. That's where I was born, and it's it's weird because there is still that stigma uh, against uh, gay people and especially gay men. Um, in the country and so they're going there to test for hiv because it's on the rise it is increasing at an alarming rate Uh, i think it's 16 percent something like that and so uh they go there and they're basically like a doctors without borders kind of organization and they'll give you free tests and they have these men come in who um you know are tested for hiv or have you know the symptoms of being positive and so a man comes in and um, you know, gets tested, he's positive, the doctor basically tells him, and the man denies, you know, any activity with men and says, it's my wife that gave it to me, even though statistically uh, female-to-male trans right. transmission is very, very, very unlikely. Right. Com- just that's not how that works. And so, I mean, it's it's interesting reading because the stigma there is so huge that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you cannot you cannot be held accountable for your own thing. It's your wife. Right. And, you know, in the end, the story goes that he uh, beats his wife to death <gasps> because because he is so, you know, not okay with his own sexuality that right. he would rather take that, you know, shame and pain away on, you know, his mother's child, that, his, his child's mother. Yeah. Well, that's the scary part. Yeah. I mean, and, and let's be clear, it is uh, it is possible to transmit it that way, but even if that was the truth, the, yeah, the well, reaction's a little much. But when it's... Really, your reaction to living in a country that is exactly made it so in a culture, horrific. yeah, right, yeah, and the, just and, to be, and the reality are. is that this is such a this is this is a theme throughout the country and in Russia where it's you know men will go and have relationships with other men because they're heterosexual, but come back to you know their stigmatized life of right. Well, I look, mean, that happens in Afghanistan. You know, oh when yeah, we went over oh, there everywhere. That, that was everywhere. A, they call it what is it, Gay Thursday or something. Anyways, yeah. where that's a thing where they have their families and then they go off and they do this. Yeah. These sexual activities with other men, but since it's not okay, they make it okay by then coming back to the family. So th- instead yeah. of being who you are, I'm just going to make this okay. It's yeah. this uptight thing. And l- let's talk about Russia, uptight. where yeah. it has been stated publicly that, well, it doesn't really exist. Exactly. It's this deviant That's behavior. Thing. That's a thing. But you are not a valid human being, and being a homosexual is mm-hmm. not a valid person. Mm-hmm. So therefore, this is how they deal with it, which is they compartmentalize it and then it becomes violent when they are, are right. first have to look at it. Right, exactly. And and it does become violent. And it's weird because you can convince an entire culture of people that it doesn't exist just by saying and, 
then they do believe it. Oh, this doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. And they convince themselves, even though, you know, every Friday night, you know, right, exactly. Said, they're, they're out at the bathhouse Ex- doing what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, it's, I don't know what it's, they it's call strange. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> Our brains, I, I'm yeah. always fascinated by the human brain because it is capable of amazing things and it's also capable of deep delusion yeah very much and it can it's also you know we can block out memories the Mm -hmm. brain is there thinking it's protecting you but this is what's sick is because then if you compartmentalize things so much then your realities really become separate and that's when danger can enter you know like violence exactly yeah and it's because we for some reason as even a global society just can't get it together enough to realize that why can't people just be people why is there there have to be and when we're going to talk a little later about a group of people who believe they're doing something in love yes and yet i think it's the most grotesque way of thinking that you are showing love yeah and um and it's because we we for some reason can really bastardize a a a true emotion, you know, into these things. So anyways, fascinating yeah. and on things. But yeah, lots to talk about. All of that's going to come up soon in the dish. We're also going to have a new Crazy Bee right. award winner, which we haven't done in a while. We haven't. And, and we were going to do it every other week, but uh, we, we haven't. So. Well, now we're on now it. We're on now it. we're on it. Now we're on it. We're back. You know, we're back. Now that fall is apparently in the air. Could it, uh, this is the one thing. I don't want fall yeah. to hurry up, but I do want the rain. Yeah. You know, maybe cooler weather and rain so May, that we... So fall. That's, yeah. that's what fall is sometimes. I'm trying, I, my brain is trying to help me compartmentalize <laughs> Do you not like fall? And not admit Do you not fall. like fall? I don't hate fall, but I'm not ready for summer to oh, be done. Okay. Because for me, it's a time... Right. Here's the problem with yeah. my brain. Let's let's. Do I it. am high, way too highly strung. Yeah. And so what fall means to me, instead of enjoying the season, it means I have so much to get done and it's moving forward and I'm not, I have too much to get done that I need to get do now. Okay. Well, Before fall shows up and I'm like, ah, I'm see, behind. Fall. So behind. No, no, no. Fall is the best season because it's the season you get to put sweaters on and get comfy and go on walks and the and leaves turn colors. You. And the runs in the morning are so good in fall. Yeah, I love running in the morning. <laughs> that's not a, I will tell you, being a bear, I am excited to yeah. add layers. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> then you I go. can hide. That's how that works. So then in spring, I'll just exactly. jump out and be, you know, 160 pounds. Yeah. That's what's going to And muscular, you know. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be a prince from <laughs> Disney movies. There you go. That, that's how that works. Princess and the Frog. Princess yes. and the Bear. All right. <laughs> yes. So now we are going to be talking to Jack Mosey about his show on August uh, 29th. It's that's this coming be, Saturday. Yeah, that is. That is this In Spokane. Saturday. He's going to cross the mountains bravely. <laughs> Hopefully not burning down. No. And no. come over. Jack. Are you there? I am here. How are you guys? We are, we're doing great. Doing awesome. You know, trying to stay alive over here. Sir, are you excited to come see Spokane and, and play for this crowd? I am very excited. I'm really looking forward to it. It's my first show in Spokane. I know, right? This is your inaugural show. Yeah, debut. Because this is yeah. just going to be the beginning of, you know, your huge fan base that we're going to grow over here, just so you know. <laughs> so tell us really quick, uh, first of all, when and where are you playing, and then what people can expect from a Jack Mosey show. Well, I'm going to be at the Viking Bar and Grill. Awesome. This coming Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you can expect a lot of energy. Oh, good. That's what you we can like to hear. a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, what I'm expecting from everybody is for them to have a good time and dance. See, there it is. Nailed it. I cannot wait to be there and just 
dance, dance? it away. And, and if I have even one drink, it's going to get awesome. <laughs> Just for Jack. We'll make sure you have a drink. Because one of the things you do, Jack, is you interact with your audience in your show so well. Like, you have so much energy, and then you just, you want everybody involved in it. And I think that's, that's something that I think Spokane needs to be ready for. Yeah, and I like to keep it fun. I mean, you know, as long as I have my coffee. Oh, <laughs> right. Heck yeah. You're speaking that's, my language. There you go. That's the truth. What, so, so the songs, so can people hear some of your songs before? Obviously, they hear it here every week when we play your music. Um, is there a place they can go to hear some of your music prior to? the show on Saturday. Of course. They can find me on www.jackmosey.com. I'm also on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all the fun sites. So basically, everybody listening, this week, your assignment is to just listen to Jack music so you'll be ready for Saturday. Exactly. Exactly. Prepare yourselves. And I also recently found out that uh, there's like a, some sort of music promo channel on, on, uh, YouTube that has uploaded a bunch of like indie artists, including myself. I just no. nice. Yeah. So you can find me all over YouTube. See every song. See, and the exciting part about this is, uh, as you go out and you do these these shows um, across Washington now, um, it's a great way to be introduced to artists who are really up and coming, who are doing. You know, we expect to see more and more of Jack Mosey. So mm-hmm. now, if you see Jack now, you can say. You know, when he's selling out a stadium, that, oh my gosh, I saw him. You probably, you even have a chance to dance and shake his hand. I there mean, you go. So you can do that. This, this is, is your the time window. to this jump is your in window. there. To jump, jump in and say hey to Jack. Um, so you are, as you said, you're going to be this Saturday, that is August 29th, you're going to be down at the Viking Bar and Grill, which is at 1221 North Stevens Street here. And your show starts 8 o'clock and promises just great music and lots and lots of energy. Exactly. I know that uh, there's a couple of opening uh, acts on the show as well. The Three H Band and Andy Rumsey, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm which excited to meet them all. Hey, what's even more exciting is you get openers. I'm like, well, now that's when you know an artist is up and coming. They get two opening bands. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you had openers before? Uh, I have, but never put it down. So that's, that's exciting. See, so this will be a lot of fun. I know you're coming in on Saturday afternoon. We're excited to uh, get you all settled in and uh, and welcome you right to Spokane. So, anything you want people to know before uh, Saturday comes? Yeah, just come over, be yourselves, have a great time celebrating who you are, and you know, be ready to party. See, that's all you need to do. And you know, Jack, in for our listeners, we are going to actually play one of your songs right now. We are. We're going to play your song, Iron Fist. Um, is there a backstory to the song before we play it? Kind of anything they need to know about it? It's actually what inspired a whole album. Oh, wow. And this is the, this is the song. The, the story behind that song, it really is uh, I was working at a time with a group of people putting together a fundraiser for a charity here called um, Social Outreach Seattle, and we're working on uh, doing funding a, a anti-suicide program. Oh, wow. And uh, I had just come home after, like, a long night of working. It was about 2 in the morning, and uh, the first thing that popped up on the news was a young kid had committed suicide uh, because... Uh, he was bullied because he was gay. Mm. And it was one of those moments where I got so frustrated and angry 
uh, I got tired of people saying, you know, wait for it, it'll get better, it'll come to you. And I just wanted to convey a message of don't just sit around and wait for it to get better. You have to prove to the world that it will get better and that you can make it better. Wow. That's where that song comes from. I, you know, that's that's a beautiful message. I, I think that's something more kids need to hear and know. know about. So, Jack, thank you so much for, uh, first of all, taking the time this morning, and second of all, for driving all the way over here so we can get in Spokane to hear uh, your music. I'm excited to meet everybody and have a great time. It's going to be amazing, sir. So without further ado, uh, we're going to let you go, and we're going to play Iron Fist by Jack Mosey. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this Jack is... Mosey is going to fight for love and he's going to fight it loud. Yeah, that he is. Love it. Love I... it. And you know what he's going to do that for us here in Spokane he this is. weekend? Remember, Saturday, August 29th, not only do you get to see a wonderful show, you have three amazing bands that are going to be there, two openers for Jack Mosey, but you also can come meet the boys because we're going to be there. You can dance with us. You can dance with Sergey. For sure. Yes, and I will <laughs> dance with you. <laughs> and I'm you. giving out free bear hugs because I'm a bear Aww. and I hug. Aww, so that hugs. can happen. You have to show up, though. So remember, Viking Bar and Grill this Saturday. The sh- his show starts at 8. Um, so get there early. It's all ages. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So we want to see. Come on, let's give Jack a really good uh, Spokane welcome. So let's that's the thing. Do there. it. Okay, well, let's start off with our crazy bee then. I know we yeah we kind of kind of got gots that going. We do. So remember uh, a little while ago, there was that bakery in Portland, just in the Portland area, who had refused, I think it was about two years ago, refused to do a cake for um, yeah. what was uh, it? lesbian sweet cakes, couple. Sweet cakes? Or Something like that. Yeah. I try not to remember cakes, their names. Yeah, exactly. Silly cakes. Oh, no. Uh, no, you're right. It's sweet cakes. Mariah or something. Melissa. 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 <laughs> um, and they just got the judgment yeah. against them. The court said, you know, you had no right to do that. They were they had a judgment against them for $135,000. Right, right. Since, of course, they've closed the doors because, you know, they weren't willing to serve the public in the way that the laws say you mm-hmm. have to. So now they do their business out of their own home. Well, right. so they have their new thing that they're doing is they just sent out uh, 10 cakes to 10 large LGBT organizations across the West Coast and Nevada. Um, and the cakes say on top it has a little red heart, and it says, "We really do love you." Wait, but they also send a movie. They with, send a movie with the, with the cakes. The yeah. new movie we talked about it a few oh, weeks ago. It's, it's called Audacity, mm. and it's showing what they're trying to show people is that the Christians who let you know yeah. that you're going to hell are doing it out of love. Um, and they're just trying to save your soul, and that's okay. So stop thinking it's hate filled. This yeah. is this is love, and so that's why with every cake that was sent out, they also sent the, a f- copy of the movie, and they also got from the director of that movie. They received, oh yeah, they did mm-hmm. um, a gift card for restaurants or whatever. Yeah, twenty five dollars. I okay, so here's the thing. I see. Okay, it's an it's an amazing um, publicity stunt. Oh yeah, brilliant. Even though they denied to it, change the the it's trying to change the tables. It's trying to kind of move your perspective to think that oh, how can we be mad? They're being so nice. Yeah. No, it's like say it's like beating your child and telling your child you're only doing it out of love and expecting that to excuse you. Mm-hmm. I don't. You can frame it any way you want, and it's not love. You right. deciding that your religion is so more important than anybody else's life that you shove it, and that's exactly what this is, yeah. shoving it in their face and saying, but I'm doing it out of love. Well, it doesn't count. 
It really doesn't. I mean, and I'm tired of that being an excuse. And I'm sorry for those people who who do this. Yeah. I no, it doesn't. You don't get to get away with it and call it love. Just because your voice says love. I mean, it's not. Well, and you, I mean, to bake a cake and be like, look, this is a sign of, of appreciation and whatnot. I mean, that's, that's, that's dumb. I don't, and I don't like that. And it's not a sign of appreciation. And it's not. You send a movie with There's it. There's no like, appreciation No, there here. isn't. It's like, hi, we it's, love you, but also here, change. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because here's like, your tool. We your totally movie. love you and yeah. you're wrong. And yep. it would just, if you could just be exactly as we need you to be, mm-hmm. that would be great. And then we could all move forward in love. But you telling me you're not going right. to change for me is really hateful. Well, and, and it hurts the my thing. feelings. Here's the thing. Loving the sinner, hating the sin, that's not is, a real thing. Yeah, that's not a real I, thing. Because love. It's not. In, in the Bible, the way they believe it is unconditional. And uh-huh. the moment you say, I love you, except that's a condition. Mm-hmm. And you, you've you just, I mean, it's this, it's this tie that doesn't really work. You, you don't love someone if yep. you send them a cake You and say, think you have Here. this amazing gift. And, and but you're not. saying to people is, I have it and you don't. And yeah. you can't do it unless you're everything I want you to be. It is a control system. Mm-hmm. And so... I get even more angry when they pull this. Right. Especially because they think it's manipulation. Mm-hmm. They are trying to manipulate the American people to show that they were so hurt. Here's the thing. In the public sector, if you want to do business, the law says you have to do business for yep, everyone. That's it. That's It's not even about religion So at that guess point. what? This, I'm, and don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Any, you're trying to make this nation follow uh, fall under your ways of life and make it a quote-unquote christian nation and by doing that you have to get rid of everybody else who disagrees with you i'm pretty sure someone did that in the past and his name was hitler yeah there you go thank you i know you wouldn't send a (laughs) you wouldn't send a cake to a jewish person be like i love you but yeah but you're wrong because you don't agree with me right yeah it's ridiculous and it makes me angry and let's be honest that's the reason we're giving them yeah the crazy exactly. bee award exactly and that's why sweet cakes by melissa gets the crazy bee and bianca is there to tell them one thing not today satan not today that's right not today. not today satan not today not today and bianca knows i mean right right bianca knows duh. best honestly i think that's gonna be a new show <laughs> bianca knows and best all right <laughs> i like it but it makes obviously it makes me angry it just i get you know you and i grew up with that line of thinking um, and we know the damage that yep. it causes. Well, yeah, so, it's, it really does cause a lot of damage. I mean, we're, I, th- I think everybody that grows up in that very conservative uh, lifestyle kind of just de- deals with the damage for the rest of their life. For the rest of your you know, life. It never really goes away. It's like it's mm-hmm. always something that you'll you'll latch on to. And you're like, well, exactly. crap, mom, thanks. Yeah, right. Yay. I'll never be so, able to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's a thing. And so I'm just, I'm done. Just saying. All right. Done. Do it. Be done. So. Okay. There you go. So, you know, I think it's also time for a sports minute. We're kind of doing all this out of order, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, you hear it. Yeah. Sports minute from the boys. That's a new thing. That is a new minute. <laughs> that is a new thing. It's a new minute it's and a new, a new minute. thing. Uh, it's a new minute that runs about four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we, we can't talked. Count. No. No, no. So you think we can do sports? No. No. Um, so here's the thing. Last week we talked about Michael Sam's. Yeah, we and did. Everything is going. And we will keep you updated as that. Uh, that story continues to unfold. You know, he, mm-hmm. he we did announce that he had resigned from the Montreal team he was going to play for. Yeah. He did say it was due to mental health issues. He was going to go home to Texas and kind of get some of his life figured yeah, out and back yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he did say he plans to come back to football. I feel for him. It was a rough year. But was. that was last that was last week's sportsman. This week is out of the UK. 
It is Happens actually rugby league and uh, <laughs> Keegan <laughs> Hurst. Yeah, rugby. Right. That's that's I'm a that's fan a, of rugby. That's a big thing. Yeah, and Keegan Hurst came out um, as gay, and you know it's it's interesting when they come out and they're still currently playing on the team. But he's the first one. Yeah, first openly gay rugby playing. team on rugby league. He yeah. plays for the Bailey Bulldogs over there. And what's even more fascinating is so he's come out publicly. Yep. He has been separated for because he's he was married with two kids. He still mm-hmm. actually legally is married. Um, and he has those two children, and he they're separated right now. And he said he had a lot of guilt right. about sure. leaving his wife and her blaming herself because she didn't know, you know, and he hadn't told her yet. So he chose to tell her um, that he was gay and come out to her and say, this is why I just want you to know I love you, but it's, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with my sexuality. And then because the rumor mill is like really oh, quick, yeah. uh, him and his, the people, the powers that be over there decided he needed to do this publicly. And so in the mirror, he came out um, publicly as being being yep. gay. So Elton John called him specifically and called him fabulous. I know. I that was interesting cuz right? Elton John was just on board with that. Like he was there. One of the fascinating things about this is he's 6'4", he's a rugby player, he's got the low voice, he goes and drinks pints. Yeah. And he's, that seems mm-hmm. to be the biggest hang up. Right, exactly. People. And it's he and he even in the article and in the in the interview in the mirror says, you know, I'm so uh, I'm so heteronormative, really. All the things that he does, you know, he loves cars. He's very, yeah. you know, he's a manly. Man's man. He plays rugby, that kind yeah. of thing. But really, that doesn't matter. And people, like you said, get hung up on that. And that's, they do. His own mother. Uh, now, his mother is, you know, being very supportive right now. But she admits that when she first heard, when he mm-hmm. called her and told her, her first reaction was, "You can't be gay. You're six four. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, and we laugh now, and even she laughs yeah. now. But yeah. the fact is, that's, that's where funny. we put things. Listen, we put a, a premium huh? on masculinity. We do. Um, and act like gay. all gay guys uh, open their mouth and a purse falls out. You know, yeah. it's, that's just <laughs> how all gay... But here's the thing. We are the rainbow. Yeah. It is yeah. all aspects of that. But one of the most... I think one of the nicest things his mom said, she has this beautiful quote, and I think a lot of us can say, is she goes, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it's like he was very gray for so many years, and now he's got color. Yeah. You know, for the first time, she sees how happy he is. And he even talks in a video interview about the relief yeah. and how the team yeah. has been very supportive. Which um, is very is very good. I, th- yeah. I think it's interesting that a rugby team very, you know, as we just talked about, very masculine, very heteronormative um is so supportive and so right. open about it um that's great great job good to I you know. Hurst. i i think that's amazing plus i'm not gonna lie i might have a tiny bit of a crush because yeah. first of all i love most rugby, rugby players, players making yeah. me happy <laughs> and honestly washington and spokane if you're listening there is a gay rugby team in our own state yeah. it's in seattle they're called the seattle quake yeah. and it's a very open um it's a gay it's registered it's a gay organization they're they're a non-profit over there um and we've had this in our own and there's a rugby team in spokane now it's not specifically just for gay people but there's a rugby team here as well first of all rugby is just fun I just want to say. It's just okay, like, so for the last two minutes, it's been, well, rugby and rugby and gay rugby and yeah, I love rugby. And, and I mean... It's well, yeah, that, it's true. It's a thing. You're right, you're right. Rugby <laughs> is um, 
there are, I don't know how you play the sport. I get lost halfway through. <laughs> it I seems can't like really a watch more it. brutal version of football. Uh, right, exactly. Know. They jump on top of each other, but then I'm like, all right, what? this is cool. Right? This I, works. You, you're all you're It's all entertaining too. So this is what I require in my sports. Yeah. I mean, I need to understand it somewhat, <laughs> but it's more important that it at least entertains me. Right. Okay. Like I love football because yeah. I know how football works and yeah. it's fun and it, you know, you scream at I the agree. TV I and agree. all of that, but um yeah, very much. Yeah, just exactly, exactly. And then, sorry, all of you Zags fans, but then there's basketball, and I just oh. I cannot. It's not that entertaining. I'm gonna take a nap. It's yeah, exactly. And I'm and I'm Call gonna where, try yeah, yeah. to understand it more, <laughs> but I cannot promise anything. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> We're actually gonna do some segments in the future, some video segments that you'll find uh, on uh, some great networks out there um, of us learning sports from people who play them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited how you train a short chubby guy to play basketball. Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying. And how you train (laughs) the worst thrower in the world to throw a anything. (laughs) I, uh, I, my challenge to the person that trains us is I want to see them teach you to do a three point, a three point shot. Yeah. That, that'll never happen (laughs) except on accident, (laughs) except on accident. See, this is the challenge. Yeah. Okay. This is the challenge. I'm up for it. And (laughs) for, you know, you have to run around that court. I have to say I get winded really. (laughs) Right. Exactly. No, see, okay. I played sports. I played sports in high school. I, I, I mean, of course I love running, but I did tennis, tennis. Um, yes, of course a much easier sport that you don't have to throw. And it's, it's fun. I like it. Yeah. But every time I would pitch, um, I, you know, you have to kind of do a, an overhead. Oh, My coach said I always looked like a fairy, and I always made this little grunt. I would go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. First of all, I didn't know there, there yeah. was a pitch was a term in tennis. I the it serve, was the serve. It's oh. not the pitch. My bad. It's the serve. This is how bad I am, even at the sport I play. I call it a pitch. It's a serve. Because I kept thinking, I know that's a thing in baseball. The <laughs> <a> serve. <laughs> That was the best. So, I mean, you're welcome for a very informative Uh, (laughs) sports minute from your boys at Outspoken. Yeah, we just we just threw in a new term into tennis. You're welcome. (laughs) The pitch. The pitch. I think in cricket there's a pitch as well. I think so. Yeah, but but cricket is another one that takes 40 days, and I don't know. I don't know what's happening either. But hey, follow the boys because we're going to learn a lot more about sports as we move forward. And if nothing else, it will be entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is true. Okay. Well, now. Moving on. So, okay, there's a TV show on TLC called I Am Jazz, Jazz Jennings. We all, uh, I think think a lot of people have seen it or at least heard of her or know, you know, the story. Because she's a trans uh, teen who is... She was one of the youngest, at least publicly, at five years old, who, you know, stated, listen, I uh, should be a girl. Um, I am, you know, that the trans... uh, issue and things were brought up at such an early age with mm-hmm. jazz and now jazz is in 13 14 14 area. i think yeah um and yes and Actually she has 14. so she mm-hmm. has this really high rated tv show a lot of people are praising um i am jazz because it seems to be a, a little bit of a departure from tlc doing the whole you know the duggers and you know 19 kids and counting oh, yeah. and all of that yeah. because that has been canceled because of all of the controversy with Josh Duggar uh, and the family mm-hmm. yeah and now this seems to be a positive um you know a positive show that they're hanging their hat on and that's yeah, absolutely. hasn't been what TLC is, has always been known for so that's the big thing but there is a little organization focused on the family i believe american Family Association. Association. Yeah. Uh, they have an arm, which they call their watchdog arm, and this arm's 
business is to watch media and then shame them if they are not following yeah. Christian values. It's called One Million Moms. Yes. O-M-M. O-M-M. Mom. They have been on, I mean, we have talked about them on the show a yeah. lot over the last two years because they are horrendously they awful are human beings. Yeah, the worst. So they let out a little statement to all, I think they have 75,000 membership in the mm-hmm. One Million Moms. Yeah, it's not even a million. <laughs> no, it's not. Learn to count, first of all. So. <laughs> right, do that. And they said, and the, the headline was, God doesn't make mistakes, dot, 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 but humans do. Right. And in that, they call jazz a, a mistake. A mistake, yeah. What a, first of all, first of all, jazz is a young adolescent. What a horrible, horrible thing yeah. to say to a child who is trying to live their life. And you know what? Even more shame on you that you're apparently moms mm-hmm. and not the best no, at being no. moms. So they released this. Not they made supportive. this big statement. And what they're trying to do is get one of the big sponsors of I Am Jazz to pull their funding and their support of this show. Mm-hmm. This is all I'm going to say. Happen. First of all, 75,000 members. Mm-hmm. And the how many millions that watch. Exactly. So you. The, the show's mean doing nothing. so good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is a positive, you well, know. It, it's trying. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so weird because they want to. The, the point that they're really trying to make is that, yes, it's a mistake. But you're, you are making teens watch this just because it's a teen show. They'll get all these ideas in their head. And it's, it's yeah. the fear tactics of yeah. if you're. Basically, if your child watches the show and enjoys it, they're going to be trans later on. Yeah. Which, watch the show, first of all, so you know actually what transgender means, because you're confused. No, yeah. And second of all, just... And when no, I was growing up, we couldn't even watch anything with a gay person on it. Yeah, And exactly. the portrayals of gay people on TV were not people that I could relate to. Mm-hmm. And so I can tell you that I didn't become gay because of media I was watching. Yeah. I was gay, and I was just looking for myself to be portrayed in Thank the media you. that exactly. I watched. Yeah, yeah. When I came out, my mom was like, "I think it's because you watched an episode of Glee." I didn't even <laughs> like that show. I didn't even like Glee. Glee. It, that's it. That's what turned me gay, mom. Really, it, right? Okay. One episode right. is all it takes. That's it. I mean, there was a lot of musicalness going. There on There was in way that too show. much. Yeah, exactly. But when we watched Mama Mia together, mom, that wasn't that gay wasn't enough. It, okay. That wasn't. Uh-uh. You're right. <laughs> so I love it. No, but these are the things that are going on, and this is the problem. Yeah. You know, we don't want. Well, they say they use one of their their uh, terms that they love to use, which is they said, "Listen, young adults are watching this because there's young adults on this." Exactly. On the show. Exactly. And so, therefore, TLC is desensitizing oh, yeah. our word. youth to think that it's okay mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. trans, which will make them trans. First of all, so much flawed logic in that Exactly. Sentence. Logical fallacies are all about the Christian right. It, that's, yes. that's, that's all you think about is you don't know how to connect the dots. No. And so, here's the thing. First of all, they love to use desensitize. Oh, yeah. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with that. You know what they're doing for children? They're saying, you know what? Everybody has a right to exist. Exactly. Period. That what a horrible thing for them to spread. Yeah. What they're saying is everybody has a right to live in our world. Mm-hmm. You, what you're saying is only we have the right. So you tell me where the exclusion is and where you want people so sensitized to just your way of thinking, right? And to never see anything outside the box because it's easier to control you that way. Yeah. So again, for the fifty millionth time on the show, one million moms, you suck. You suck. One million so moms. So bad. 
I we would give all of you Crazy Bee Awards, right? but we don't have enough time for that. No, not all seventy five thousand of you, not one million. Sorry. Right, not even. And I just want to say, seventy five thousand is nowhere close to one million. No, and it's not even <laughs> that many people. Hello, that's Wenatchee. Move in over right? there. Right, exactly. Like, really? You have okay. one town in you the U.S. and that is it. Yeah, yeah, barely. Just saying. Sorry, I'm not guys. a fan of the one million moms. And they only let's talk about people who want to manipulate people. They only use the word mom. Yeah. Because it has this connotation of someone who cares right. and nurtures. Right. And it's all for manipulation from the American Family Council. Exactly. And how many of those people are actually moms, do you think? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just some white guy sitting there being like, oh, yeah, I know <laughs> right. what to do. Exactly. Okay. And this is what we're going to say. Like always. Oh, so enough. Let's bring it to local. Let's bring it to local. Which we have talked about this. Isn't It's still not too positive. But, no, it's not. It's not. You know, we're but in a this drought. Is, I'm pretty sure, yes, we're in a big drought. And if you didn't think we were, or you thought all of this hype about climate change um, was a thing, just look out your window right now for me. Just go no. to your window, look out, and tell me if you can even see the sky. <laughs> so, yeah. Is there a horizon out there? Because it's pretty shady. It is pretty shady. I'm just going to say. It's all smoked up. There are currently, what, 14 fires. I went to their the website today. Yeah, if you look at the pictures, it's really crazy. And a if lot. you look at where Spokane is, we're surrounded. We are. So all yeah. we can do is hope that it doesn't get closer in but there's 14 fires that are not contained currently mm-hmm. across washington the governor finally declared a state of emergency right. uh well, just so a did few obama. days ago and yeah obama yeah. uh state of emergency so we're finally getting uh, more firefighters because we have used up all of the ones in our region mm-hmm. um and sadly have lost three of them yeah so far um out there and i I read the story and, and and it's just hideous. I guess there there was a an issue with the vehicle and the the fire overtook the vehicle and mm-hmm. we lost three three of our boys with others yeah. in the hospital. Yeah, um, trying to get through this. Here's the thing: we are we have said Seattle's been in a huge drought. We over here are in a huge drought. Yeah. California is in a, a massive huge, drought. Yeah, massive yeah. drought. There have been. Uh, Things sent out from our own city and from the state saying, please use as little water as possible. Exactly. Because we don't have the water to to spare. And honestly, now we need a lot of it. Yeah. To put out some fires. Right. Um, and people don't listen. No, people <laughs> don't listen. First of all, yeah, let's let's start off with what the Inlander put out as as the list. We'll talk about it. But there are, uh, there are a lot of points I want to make about this. Oh, good. go ahead. Go yeah, because I want you to talk uh, talk to the climate change aspect of yeah. it as well. Yeah, perfect. On with everything you're saying. Now, on Tuesday, the Inlander released a list that the 10 thirstiest water users in our region, people who use the most water and still have not tapered back at right. all, even right. though... All of this is happening around us. And I want to say the saddest thing is number one on the list is the city of Spokane. Sure, yeah. So we, that's just, there's no excuse. I mean, yeah. we tend to be very conserve the nature and blah, blah. But we're blah. not doing it ourselves. No, we're Absolutely. not going to do it. Well, and I think the if you read the article, part of that is the water treatment plan. I mm-hmm. get it. But at the same time, we, there are we ways to can cut do, back. exactly, we can do more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I don't have to have a bath every day. I can just do, you know, a Wait, bath you, and a shower. And just oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, Gonzaga University is number two on the list. Uh, and they, they checked this through the last year, July to July, 14, exactly. 2014, yeah. 2015. We have Providence Health is number three. UTC Aerospace Systems is number four. Uh, the Qualchin Golf Course. That is the one that I'm like, really? Yeah. I know you're a golf course, but come on, let it go. 
Yeah, exactly. Especially, we're golf almost courses. out of fire season. Golf you know? courses. Yeah, really? golf course. Esmeralda Golf Course is also on the list as yeah. number six. And here's the thing. Who goes golfing in the winter? Stop it now. You're fine. Yeah. It'll die out good. by the time it's cold. No one goes out anymore. And here's the thing. I would much rather us try to work together than you yeah. have a pretty grassy area. That 10 people use a day. Exactly. Then we have Hollister Steer Labs. I'm not going to say I know who they are because um, I don't. Uh, number eight <laughs> is... Sansuchi West. Mm, don't know. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Geiger Heights Invest LLC. And number 10 is Spokane Falls Community College. Now, I want to say because Sp- I, I expected Spokane Community College to be uh, community, Spokane Falls Community College. There we go. Mm-hmm. I got it. Um, to be higher on the list, they do have a very large campus in a lot of areas, but um, they do actually do a lot of, you know, drought resistant plants, um, you know, basalt and gravel type structures versus grass and most of their buildings that are being built right now are lead gold and silver uh, certified so i mean they're doing a lot but still still why don't everybody you know why doesn't everybody do more yeah and especially some of they're some of our biggest uh establishments in spokane yeah right right i think we all need to do our part i mean including just those uh, uh, us individuals at home um, exactly. not overdoing the water use. Don't and, overdo the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because here's the fact. We are in a drought. And you have some things you want to say. Well, yes. First of all, I just came from California. Let me let me begin with that. There is a massive drought out there. They have about, the estimates say about one year of groundwater left. So, um, you know, next time this year, they might not have any water, which would be scary. Um, that, that is of course, if it doesn't rain, anything changes, right. that kind of thing. We, we're praying um, for rain. Right. One of, one of the, uh, people I met down there, her son actually was talking about, uh, his water bill. It's usually around $90. Uh, this month it was 550 because of overcharge fees. If you overuse fees, if you overuse water down there, it's pretty serious. You get Apparently. slapped with a lot of money to pay because you know, it's that serious. If you don't use water efficiently, you're, everyone else is going to run out, so you're going to have to pay for yep, it. So yeah. um, I think that's a clever way what of doing really it. Wait, because let me right. tell you what we have learned. What is the best incentive? In money. Yeah. yeah. Hit someone's pocketbook and you're going to change quicker than anything. Way quicker, yeah. So anyways, starting with that, but Washington is in a drought. Um, there's a lot of people out there saying, well, we've seen drier years, well, we've seen less water, well, I, we've seen I this. I love that experience. And a lot of people who are saying, well, the aquifer has enough water to store for 500 years. So in 500 years, we'll, we'll, water, we'll run out of water. And the truth behind that is no, 500 years at current rates, yes, but do you not notice that there's no snow, that there's no rain, that everything's burning up? And it's up. not being refilled. The f- exactly. The fact that we are using it at an incredibly alarming rate it's not going to last 500 years don't don't fool yourself with those calculations of averages Mm -hmm. look at the like big picture right now and so it's it's crazy that people still still are so naive to think that oh this is just left wing some socialist propaganda thing that they just don't want us to use water no we don't care about you using water because we want everyone to have water we want you to use it but don't overdo it. You don't need right. a kiddie pool. Well, here's the thing. We talk about climate change, and I know some people are like, oh, that's just a farce yeah, and all this right, stuff. Exactly. But the fact is, some of the symptoms they said, yeah. or some of the things that would happen because of climate change, are happening right now. Right now. We see it. Faster than they ever anticipated. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that the west side of the U.S. is going to become a lot hotter and Way a lot hot, drier. Yeah. So what is happening right now? I'm thinking exactly what they said yeah. is happening right now. So mm-hmm. what do you, you know, that's part that gets me the other thing is you bring up 
500 years and all this stuff. What have we already done, and we've talked about this before, yeah. to the millennial generation, which is not care enough. Exactly. And just go ahead anything. and put our fingers in our ears mm-hmm. and be like, it'll be fine. And now look what we have left the generation that is coming up now with. Yeah. A mess of a world is what yeah. we've done. And are we still going to be like, eh, you know, since I don't have to look at that for another 100 years, here's the problem. You say that, and yet it's happening in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. So do you have time to pretend like it's not a problem? Or maybe, because you've said before, um, it's, pro- it's too late, most likely. It is too late. To fix it, we have got to figure out how to slow it down and to live to in adapt. the environment we Ab- have created. Yeah, exactly. The bullet is out of the gun. Um, it was a while ago, and... Now, I mean, now it's about, you know, let's let's slow it down. Let's let's mm-hmm. do what we can to fix it at this point the best yeah. that we can. And also, I mean, why why is it that we live in this state of mind that is basically, I think, brought on by fear where we're afraid that, yes, something's changing. So we're just going to pretend it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. I mean, if you don't see that fire season right now is larger than it ever has been, don't tell me that it, it's been larger before. Right. Yes, a thousand years ago, there yeah. probably was a larger fire here. Yeah. Great. And we're trying to fix that. 2006 was a bad year. But here's the thing. It's getting we're worse. So why would we it. want to either match the worst exactly. or go beyond it? Right. Why is that yeah. a goal? Right. Do we wait until the worst has happened until we're all done and then say, oh, well, okay, that was, was the worst. Say, when we matter. wait for the worst to happen, we're gone. Exactly. So why are we... But I think you're right. It's yeah, fear. It is fear. So stop living in fear and... Um, and stop watering your lawn And right stop... Now. Exactly. No one cares about it's your lawn. It's also too hot to water your lawn because it will all just evaporate right away. I drive up here from Sprague yeah. and there is a certain section of Sprague that I is constantly... Exactly what you're talking about. ...has their have their sprinklers on and the whole time i'm thinking who the heck yeah owns that and you're doing it at How one wasteful. in the afternoon at where the it's peak? hot yes and i'm like first of all the whole thing is just makes me angry every time and you I know what it. i see i see half of that water running down the street down yep. sprague yeah just on the well, water and that's going the funny into the thing. sewage they're not even uh watering this huge lawn no it's the strip by the sidewalk yeah that they're watering constantly yeah yeah and, and i think come on Come also, on, why why do we obsess with green lawns? They're ugly, I think. I think it's beautiful when yeah, okay, yeah, got it. It's it's one green thing. It's a green patch. That is does not say pretty to me. I don't Landscape mind green lawns, it. but I don't Get love something. them so much that I want exactly. to burn down my state and if you want, to have a green lawn. If you want green lawn, save on your water, save on the water, get get the fake grass on there. I yeah. think that works just as well. Apparently, SFCC can teach you how to get drought-resistant plants. Drought. So they have some they, good landscaping. Right? They get have that. little little water yeah. needed. Anyways, I just think, listen, it's obvious it's a problem. It is. Um, and the fires are scary, yeah. and they can't get under control. They are killing people. So I don't know what's it going to take. Mm-hmm. And when Seattle, right by the water, is having a drought, I mean, come on, people. Yeah, something is happening. Seattle here. by the water. It's it's surrounded by water. And here's the thing. You know how they did recently? They did the aerial shot of California near Beverly right, Hills exactly, and everything, so you could exactly. see. What celebrities obviously didn't hear, don't water your lawns because there's deadness around them and then there's green just mm-hmm. where their houses are, mm-hmm. which is kind of a very selfish, I mean, they look horrible. By oh, that. yeah. Um, what would happen if they did an aerial photo of uh, Seattle or Spokane? Right. That's do true. you worry too much about watering your lawn? That I think well, we need to do an aerial, aerial photo. I think we do. I don't think we're at the point where everything's yellow yet, but mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, I think if we 
got more serious about it if the city of Spokane actually said, well, this is your limit. We will start right. enforcing. And here it is. And some some pretty high charges on it. Washington should probably look at that. I, I mean, think so. It's ha- and if start we do now. It, yeah. Start, start now. now. That's just, So that's the thing. I don't know. It's all very um, mm-hmm. scary. Exactly. It's and scary. You know what? I hope the aquifer lasts us more than 500 years. Yeah. I, I hope that's the case. You know what I you really do, do is you try to encourage that. Encourage that. Exactly. Let's make let's build the path forward to that. We have right. been terrible at preparing as human beings for so long that we're now here. We're now here. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hottest summers welcome. ever. So it'll yeah. be interesting. So And it's not supposed to get better. So And remember, the fire season has a few more weeks to go. We're not at the end of the fire season. No. That's even scarier. We have 14 mm-hmm. active large fires that are not under control, and the fire season doesn't, it doesn't end for a few more weeks. No, and doesn't the winds until have been September. Crazy and the heat and the heat's yeah. coming back this week. Honestly, it's upper 90s again. I know. I saw that again. I looked at my thing, my phone today, and it says it's going to be um, mm-hmm. high 80s, early 90s, or low 90s for today. And I'm like, yeah, oh. exactly. And you yeah. know what? If this winter it keeps going and we don't get any snow again. Next year, it's going to be worse, and I'm yeah. going to be very upset. Well, they're saying it's going to be very a brutal upset. winter it because is. of the whole climate change. So, yeah. so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. All I have to say is you can put your head in the sand as long as you want and say mm-hmm. it's not a thing, and it's a thing. It is a thing. Because so, it You're doesn't matter if you exactly. believe it. Yeah, you, you believe don't have to believe not. it. You're still wrong. Yeah, right. It, it, that's how that works. Love it. So you're welcome for your positive note on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we just thought we would join the Brimstone and Fire churches this morning and- yeah, and depress you and, and beat you down. I know. Well, <laughs> see, I'm already depressed from post vacation, so I'm like, all well, right, know, whatever. Right? Let's just be in a bad mood all For day. Real. I'll start happiness tomorrow. Okay, uh, we're gonna take a break here. Uh, listen, and we're gonna listen to actually uh, semi precious weapons. We had them on months and months ago. Yeah, um, uh, Justin Tranter was yeah, on the lead singer, and just he was amazing. Yeah, and this is gonna be their song called "Semi Precious Weapons." How appropriate. We are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. It is. We are back. I've been talking a lot about what's going on around the U.S. and our own division. uh, Of division. And our own region. How about that word? Uh, And what's going on with the fires and everything. Uh, We are about to welcome uh, a former mayor from Silverton, Oregon, who has a lot to talk about. a, a lot of uh, interesting things we've been talking about lately with the whole transgender issue and everything, uh, Stu Rasmussen is going to have a lot to say. Also known as a fiscal conservative as well as a social liberal, it's just going to be it's going to yeah. be good to it's talk gonna to. It's going to be a conversation uh, that is important to have. Um, Kurt's giving me signals. I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> Like always, that man. Anyways, uh, yes, which is interesting because, you know, Stu's been involved in politics for quite a while, but then uh, came out as trans before before he was uh, mayor of... um, Yeah, actually, actually, way back in 86, because uh, the interesting thing is, of course, has a long history of being involved in politics. Um, City council, local politics kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, back in in those days. So we are going to be very excited to to speak to um, Sue Rasmussen. I'm Stu. sorry, Stu Rasmussen, mm-hmm. when um, when he calls in shortly. Yes. So it will be, it will be good. Um, we've been trying to have a conversation continuously uh, about the transgender movement and everything mm-hmm. that's happening mm-hmm. um, in that. And so this will be our way of, of moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So as we, as we wait for the call to be 
transferred. Uh, we're just going to say uh, Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. So, great big thing. thank you to both of them. I believe... On the phone right now with the Curter himself is going to be former mayor of Silverton, Oregon, uh, Stu Rasmussen. So we're just waiting to to bring Stu on the air. But Kurt's known to talk a lot. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like he has he catches up with them about their mom and their family. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, how's what's how, going? What they have Susie? for breakfast? Oh, yeah. that sounds really good. Yeah, right. So what's the best place to eat in Silverton? I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're they're friends. They're friends at this point. (laughs) They're all good. Every time is how that happens. Um, Every time. So, without further ado, we are going to welcome to the outspoken airwaves Stu Rasmussen. Stu Rasmussen is a politician who became the first openly transgender mayor when he was elected as the mayor of Silverton, Oregon, in November of two thousand eight. Stu, are you there? I am. Welcome to Outspoken. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us this morning. My pleasure. Is it still morning in I was going to say, wait, but I yeah, guess... Afternoon, <laughs> that's true. Apparently we changed <laughs> time zone laws and everything overnight. <laughs> Heavenly days. <laughs> right? So, uh, Stu, there's a bunch of different things we want to talk to you about, but first let's start with your story. I know that you, you were involved a lot in politics. Not only you were, uh, I believe, the mayor twice but you also were on city council three times you're known i know you you're known as a fiscal conservative uh a social liberal but you're known for your leadership in the town of silverton silverton oregon both as a business person and in the political scene can you talk to us about the decision in 86 to be openly trans when you were running for i believe it was city council then um, actually, I think uh, I wasn't openly trans at that time. Okay. I first ran for the city council. Let me get the chronology right. <laughs> first got elected to the council in uh, 1984, ran for mayor and got elected, ran for mayor in 1988, and was elected, re-elected in 1990, and then re-elected to the council in uh, 1992 and served another four years. And all of that time, I was I was a very conservative business person, uh, not out at all, and thought that would be suicidal to do that. Right. So, well, I figured my political career was mm-hmm. over in uh, 1996 or so, and knew where I wanted to go and spent some time. I I made a couple of unsuccessful runs for the state legislature, and uh, and I was on the library board, and that's sort of a a low-key position, and uh, was working in Portland in high-tech. So figured if I was going to do anything and get my, my body aligned to where my brain was, that was the time to do it, figuring I was, you know, I was done with politics, my political career was over, and now I could be me. Nice. So I did that. I, I had uh, breast augmentation in 2000, and sort of the community transitioned along with me. There was mm-hmm. a lot of head-scratching and behind-the-scenes questions, what's going on, what's going on, and life was, you know, pretty good. Uh, I still had my business in town, was still well-known, obviously, I mean, even more so because of the the transition, and then Mm -hmm. uh, I got, once again, I guess, the political bug bit in 2004. I ran again for the city council and got elected, and then in 2008, ran for mayor and got re-elected, and 
uh, at that time it attracted a great deal of public attention, and here we are. Right. And you are known for your, your leadership style there. I know, I feel like, you know, I know your business was the Palace Theater, and uh, you had been there since even a kid when your father was uh, manager. Now, I feel like there was a love affair with this town of Silverton that you had. <laughs> so, well, is, I was born here and uh, have had a couple of businesses here. My part, business partner and I still operate the Palace Theater, oh, wow, so that's yeah. still going. Um. I moved away for a brief period of time after I got out of school. I went to work for Tektronix in Beaverton and still kept my connections to Silverton, was still connected to the theater here at the time, doing the, the technical stuff and the maintenance. And then the opportunity to buy the business came up in 1974, and we did that. And then uh, 1979 or 80, I don't remember exactly when, uh, an associate of mine that I met at Tektronix, we went into the cable TV business in Silverton and built the first cable TV system here. Oh, wow. so, so I've been sort of been in everybody's home. I've been the cable guy and the movie guy and <laughs> kind of the babysitter for the yeah. community, you know, because it's, it's a family theater. We run stuff for everybody. And sure. so parents would drop their kids off, and I'd keep an eye on them for a couple hours while they were <laughs> watching the movie, and then they'd go home. So pretty much a known quantity here, and the community was comfortable with me, although I'm sure there were times during the transition that there was a lot of head-scratching and, oh, what's what's happening now? Right, kind of stuff. sure, sure, sure. Well, did that, did that, you know, transition or confusion with the community at all affect uh, your political, you know, side, your career? Well, as I said, I, I did the transition after I figured my political career was over. Right? Oh, gotcha, and yeah. Uh, that was like 1998 or so when I got off of the uh, the uh, library board and did the tra- you know started appearing in public in in my what I consider I guess my true self about that time and uh, like I say there was a lot of of discussion a lot of uh, pick a little talk a little cheap 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 talk a lot pick a little <laughs> kind of thing going around and. Uh, Every little step that I made, there would be this bump of what's going on, what's going on, and then it would just kind of flatten out, and people say, oh, well, that's that's just Stu. He's a little odd, but he's one of us. And <laughs> yeah, one of the quotes that I love was uh, back is you said, what I've done is basically blackmail-proof myself. You just put it all out there and then, you know, ran for the leadership that you felt was needed in that town. Well, that's true. And, you know, early on in my political career, I... You know, I've been transgendered, although I didn't know the word all my life. It was mostly cross-dressing at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would appear in public in drag at Halloween, which is like one of the two cross-dresser national holidays. <laughs> right. <laughs> and was pretty well known at that time, but still, you know, the straight guy in the flannel shirts kind of thing. Right. And mm-hmm. then it it got to the point that it was, was something I had to do and did, and... uh there we are. Now, do you think it was helpful? Like you said, you you grew up in that community. The community is is rather small. It's uh, it was under ten thousand, I believe. Do you think that was a still help? Is. Still, yeah, that's right. And you, I know, in your leadership, you wanted to keep it. You know, growth was part of your your platform. Do you think that helped um, a little with it because everybody could know you because it was a smaller town atmosphere? Do you think the same thing could happen in a larger town like Spokane? I think now it can happen anywhere. There's been such a sea change underneath us in the last six to eight years, mm-hmm. you know, that 
right. uh, with with a number of, of fairly prominent people coming out as being trans and finally mm-hmm. coming to grips with being themselves. Um, it's just it's no longer a big deal. There there will be pockets of, of folks that are going to go, oh my God, he's you know, or she's or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they would do the same thing and say, "Well, my, oh, I couldn't vote for that person. They're Roman Catholic, or right, they're right. too tall, or whatever." Right. So, right. And and I do want to state really quickly: we try to be very respectful. Now, we had read that you prefer uh, he/him pronouns, and so we want to make that clear that that's why we're using them. Is that still correct? Well, truthfully, I don't care about pronouns as long as it's not it. Right. Right. Sure. Right. Well, that's and, a you know, I've grown up in this community. I transitioned here. Everybody knows me as the movie guy or the cable guy. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot easier for them to have the known stew in a new package as opposed to gotcha. saying, oh, well, now I'm female and I need to be referred to as a woman right. all the time right, right, or else right. I, will, I will hit you with my purse. <laughs> right. Sure, yeah, right. right. So, I mean, um, it, yeah, it, it was... Would, it, a lot of people who do a transition will move to another location and start mm-hmm. all over as right. their new self. Yeah. Right. And that just wasn't my style. It was a lot easier for me, and my support was all here. I mean, that would be the scariest thing in my life, would be to go somewhere where I wasn't known and start all over again right. as a different person. Right. So I did what was easiest for me and what worked best for me, and I, I highly recommend the process. I mean, certainly you're going to lose friends, and people are going to think, ill of you, but on the whole, you didn't want them as friends anyhow. Right. And I think it's uh, it's very inspirational that you're, you chose not to leave where your home was. Like, this is where you grew up. This, these are the, the people you even represented, and that you, you just figured out a way to, you know, stay, dig your heels in and be there. And I think that's exactly that says right. a lot. Yeah. So. Take my heels in in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, one of the things I've read about you as well is that, you know, you don't mind speaking about uh, your your journey, but you were always very more focused on the issues that were important to you in the town and just that. Um, so in that aspect, as you look around at what's going on as the the election starts, you know, we're gearing up to to hear more and more debates. What is your feel about where we are as a country? Um, I, having been up close and personal with a number of politicians, uh, you know, representatives of all sorts, there are some really, really good people out there doing a great job, but the vast majority of them just scare me. They're not very bright, and they're, mm. they're not really looking out for their constituents. They're looking out for themselves and for the lobbyists that pay them. Yeah, sure. And we don't really see that much on the local level. You know, in small town politics, a big campaign would be five thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. But when you when you get to the national level, a lot of those people don't seem to be representing the people. They represent their employers, which are the uh, mm-hmm. the lobbyists and the money people. Right. right. Absolutely. Well, what do you what do you think is a step that we can take to you know turn that around, make it more grassroots and um, you know the way it was it's the, the way it was meant back in you know 1700. Well, you know there are a lot of impractical solutions. One of them that I think of is you can only accept campaign contributions from people who can vote for you. Sure, oh. <laughs> right? Corporations, not people, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, not only corporation, not corp- people, not corporations, but not people in in uh, Upper Buffalo, New York, right. paying money to an Oregon politician. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. What, what exactly are they doing? They're they're buying votes. Yeah, there has to be a reason behind them wanting to. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would be one thing. Um, and another thing that I have I've thought about, but it's it's not practical yet, but it will be, is to uh, instead of having the seat of power all concentrated in one place, like Washington D.C. or mm-hmm. in our case Salem, Oregon, or for you Olympia, mm-hmm. bring the legislators home and have them telecommute to work, so okay. that they are they have an office in their home that the public can come to or, or you know, a business office downtown. Sure, sure. And when they're voting, when they're deliberating on, on statewide or countrywide issues, they're doing it from home where their constituents can keep an eye on them. Yes, what a great idea and a great way for the checks and balances that we like to pretend we do here. Right, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, okay, so there's a, now, now that we're getting into politics, we here love to talk, you know, a, a lot about politics and, and the ifs and, and if nots about it. Um, a, a big conversation we always have is term limits. Um, mm-hmm. What are your, you know, ideas and thoughts on term limits and, you know, pro-term limits, not pro-term limits. I know there's a lot of really valuable uh, and valid arguments for both sides. Yes, there are. And what you get with term limits, and I, I, you know, I would be a supporter of term limits if it also limited the power of lobbyists and and, uh, legislative staff so that they were all new and green as grass also every term. Sure. Mm -hmm. But the problem you get with, with term limits is you get a continuous stream of newcomers that, uh, you know, it takes you six months to find out where the bathroom is and how to vote, yeah. Yeah. let alone, you know, the, the actual yeah. mechanics of voting. And you're expected to know about complex issues. And if you're up against lobbyists that have been there for their entire lifetime or paid staff, uh, you know, the, the departments and the Department of Energy, Department of Defense, yada, 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 all of those people have been there forever, and they can buffalo a newcomer very easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you need to do this because, and the reason makes sense. So you need an institutional memory. You, doing away with, with uh, the seniority system may be a, a plus, but doing having term limits would be a big minus because you will get a large influx of badly inexperienced legislators making decisions about things that they aren't up to speed on. Right. So the the solution really is has to be deeper than yeah. just this. Yeah, uh, and, and so we honestly, always there, this, yeah. there are there are term limits every election. Right, mm-hmm. the right. voters keep voting in the same people. Yes, because there's so much money being spent on the election that a challenger has to raise so much money just to get their head above water and be seen. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it's safe to vote for the incumbent. Well, he's a crook, but he's our crook. Right. Yes. As opposed to the new guy who knows nothing and may be a crook or may be honest. Yeah, the evil we know is much better than the evil we do not, basically. Indeed it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as you look uh, around at, you know, local elections and, uh, you know, politics in Oregon and, of course, the big um, national politics, what do you think the issues are, in your opinion, that you wish people would bring up to the top of the list that maybe or mm-hmm. that we're missing the mark on or... You know, the problem with a small-town politician is that I focus on the small issues that we can right. actually do something about. Right. And when you get to the national level, there are issues so big and so complicated and simultaneously that affect so many people in so many different ways that you have to figure out, you know, it maybe this is an elephant that's too big to, to get out of the room. Right. There are things like Social Security that's, that is in financial difficulty. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I just retired, and I'd like to be sure that that's going to be there. <laughs> yes. And young people who are paying into it now are going to 
maybe be on the wrong end of that when when their time comes. So that's a national crisis in the making. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the banking system and the, the finance system that run the country seem to be very shaky. And, you know, you get uh, a tiny little quiver in the yen in China, and it drops mm-hmm. the U.S. stock market 5%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and then it's all based um, on this, this fear response that seems to Well, it's partially the fear response, and it's also that many of these systems that we now depend on are out of human control. The stock market, many of these things that amount to manipulation are done by computers that are looking at very small variations in stock price and saying, oh, this looks like a trend, we'll get in now. And, you know, the stock ticks up one one one-hundredth of a point, they buy a million shares and get out ten seconds later. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's no humans are involved. It's just automated uh, trading that, that plays the system. And the average investor... Nowadays, you know, it used to be you bought a piece of stock, you were buying a piece of a company in America, you were, you were buying the American dream. Now it's, it's just kind of a, a gamble, and you're playing with the big guys who have got better computers than you do. Right, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, these are all really big issues we have to uh, kind of dissect and deal with, but there are also big issues that we tackle on a local level, such as, you know, drought right now is a big thing. Even uh, wildfires are are huge. A lot mm-hmm. of that funding does come federally, but there are so many things we on a local level can do. Um, the entire West Coast right now is kind of in, a, you know, a, a huge state of emergency with drought and um, with wildfires. What are things that you think can be done on a local scale, uh, small town, community, you know, county, even statewide, that, that really tackle those and make sure they never happen again? Well, you know, the cool thing here about small towns is that we, we, in many cases, do not depend on a lot of paid staff to do things for us. Right. There's still a very strong spirit of volunteerism here. For example, uh, the Silverton Fire Department has, I think, five paid members and uh, about uh, 75 or 80 volunteers that oh, fight wow. fires. Oh. And we, we as a community could not afford a full-time firefighting force. So that, Absolutely. that yeah. spirit of volunteerism in the small towns in America is still alive and well, and we can pretty much take care of ourselves. Um, we're not depending on somebody to come with a bus or a truck to, to help us move something. We just get together with our neighbors and do it. The, the small town America, though, is disappearing. We're, we're primarily an urban population mm-hmm. now and depend on others to do things for us, and sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes we need a uh, we need a kick in the butt like this to say, hey, we can't depend on government to do everything for us. Right. We need to be somewhat more self-reliant. Exactly. Now, I want to ask, so in this last few minutes, I think it's been fairly certainly stated that um, you have some solid, you know, good ideas. And I think what it says to people and what it should say to people is, do you feel like did you did it inform your your leadership at all that you were able to be true to who you are, or should should that even matter at this point? Because I mean, the fact is, you were a good leader, and it was you know a lot of people have a lot of good things about your leadership w- uh, when you were mayor. Um, should it be as you said, the the townspeople ended up voting for you because of those things and not because of this whole transition issue? Do you think we're getting <laughs> to a place? where that it can be more about your stance and your leadership than it has to be about us needing to put someone in a box. Well, I think uh, we made that decision, and, uh, you know, we've already made it as a country that 
women are electable, gay people mm-hmm. are electable, now mm-hmm. trans people are electable. Right. And sure. it, it, it is, we have gone all through the same, um, I guess, qualification or vetting process that nobody's going to vote for you because you're gay right. or because you're trans or because you're a woman. Well, not nobody, but a right. very small percentage. Most people are interested in your qualifications regardless of what package they come in. Right, mm-hmm. right. It's it's perhaps the lunatic fringe that gets the microphone and starts <laughs> screaming about things that matter not a bit to anybody else, and that's what gets the headlines because it makes a lot of noise. Right, exactly, and the fear tactics and all of that right. junk we see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, is there at least a can you take an ownership of pride to be you know what's you're you're the first transgender individual in U.S. history to be mayor of a town? Is there some sense of pride in that, or does that just doesn't strike your you know your radar at all? Well, in retrospect, it is a source of pride, but let's let's be clear here. I am certainly not the first transgender mayor in the United States. Right. There are trans people in every walk of life have probably been elected to every right. office in the country, maybe with the exception of, of president. It's hard to tell there. Right. But uh, I am the first openly trans person who was elected. And, you know, the, the voters knew what they were getting when mm-hmm. they voted for me. It didn't come as a big surprise afterwards to find out, oh, wait a minute, uh, I want my vote back because he's not qualified or she's not qualified. Sure, yeah. Well, I have to say that was an important distinction to make, so thank you for for calling me out on that. That's important to say. Yeah, Uh, you you know, if you look back, I was was a transgender mayor in 1988 when I was first elected. mm -hmm. It's just that I wasn't open and out about it. Exactly. Exactly. What do you say to the young politicians out there who, it seems, you know, to some of us, especially in our line of work here, which is, you know, we do this show and we talk to to the rainbow of people on our show. Mm-hmm. And so we, of course, are very lucky to be surrounded in our lives with all of the positive things that can happen. What do you say to to the young person with political dreams that still allows that fear to seep in that they are different than what they think would be electable? Well, I think we're all different in our own ways. That's that's what makes us more interesting. And if somebody is going to run for public office, you might just as well presume that all of your secrets are going to come out eventually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, be ready for it. You know, own up to it. Say, yeah, I'm gay. Yeah, I'm I'm a female. Yeah, I'm transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a Republican. What, whatever you're most ashamed of, right, and right. bring it right out. <laughs> Right. And I love and just bring it back to that great quote is, you know, go make yourself blackmail proof. What a beautiful thing it is. Uh. It is indeed. And then it's just all about the issues and being a good leader and not about all of the crazy things we can hide behind. I, of course, am thinking of a lot of things with Trump right now. But, you know, it can be about (laughs) it can be about the real things and not these crazy sound bites that are nothing to do with how our country should be run. Well, unfortunately, the the political arena has turned into an entertainment arena. It really has, and yeah, yeah it's it's the a, the same circus but a different set of clowns. And unfortunately, <laughs> the the clowns are winning. Yes, and it it I just can't even begin to come to grips with that fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the country is going to come to its senses and probably not elect Donald Trump. Right. Oh, let, right. Yes. Well, I, I, but you know. Unfortunately, between both parties, you know, it's, yeah. it gets down to the point, especially for national office, 
it's almost like, well, you know, if, if God had wanted us to vote, he would have given us candidates. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Because Please give us people worth so it. It's so depressing. <laughs> sure. I sure. agree with you 100%. What can or do you have any more political, you know, ventures that you, you are wanting to do or are you retired and it's done deal? What can we expect from Stu Rasmussen? Well, you know, the the last election when I lost and expected to win was kind of a wake-up call, and Mm -hmm. the night of the election I was a bit disappointed because, you know, I think I was doing a good job. Many people in the community have told me that I was, but Mm -hmm. everybody on the council who was up for election got voted out because we were basically a dysfunctional family. I I inherited a council that wasn't particularly interested in in either progressive thought or any other sort of thought. Mm-hmm. And so the voters threw all of us out, and I'm looking at this as, as a vacation right now. Sure. Right. Yeah. And next, next year I may consider running again, and if I do, I will probably immediately check myself into a psychiatric ward, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is probably the best place for many politicians. But, you know, right. the bug bites and you, and you don't know. Right, right. Well, I think we need more well-thought-through leadership and opinions that are about those things. And, I mean, I know we've just had one conversation, but, you know, we need more. We, we need more of this going Local on Local and there. national scale. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes. So uh, and we look we look for national leaders, but because they start at the local level, right? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And we try to tell our listeners all the time that instead of the excuse that oh, it's just local, so it doesn't it doesn't actually make a difference. This is where it really starts is starting from down here mm-hmm. and 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 going doing the big things in your local uh, voting structure and in the local town that you're in. That's how things get bigger. So we, well, we not only that, but the the things that happen at the local level will affect someone in that locality a whole lot more than what happens at the national level. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you have a policy in your town that says, "Well, we need to expand our sewer and water system in order to accommodate a, a double the population," that affects your pocketbook right now when they make oh, yeah. that decision. There's there's nothing indirect about it. So you are much more uh, affected by local politics than you are national, and that's where to start getting involved, mm-hmm. especially when you can have a much bigger voice locally than, than one person can nationally. Right, exactly. absolutely. And I have to ask, tell me there's a book in your future. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not that much of a writer, and I don't think anybody's uh, particularly chomping at the bit to, to ghostwrite it, but there has been a, uh, a musical about the uh, yes. election. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, oh. And that else? was in Seattle, too, wasn't it? Yeah, that uh, the Intamin Theater in Seattle commissioned a musical. A couple of uh, a composer and lyricist from New York they put together a great show that uh, ran in New York. I'm sorry, ran in Seattle two years ago, mm-hmm. and was sort of auditioned in New York last year and may actually show up in regional theaters before too long. Oh, that's amazing! I will go see that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sign us up. You know, and the real the story there was not that that Silverton, Oregon elected a transgender mayor. Right. The story was that the Westboro Baptists, those those inf- uh, famous champions of, of everyone's right. rights, <laughs> came to Silverton to protest my election. Mm, right. And in the process of doing so, the community turned out, and I, I kind of tear up every time I say this, but the Silverton community turned out and did a counter-protest and told them to go away. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's that's nice a- to see the people that you you know that are your people mm-hmm. stand up for you. That's an amazing moment. That's really you uh, unifying of a community. 
those kinds of we might have issues. to visit. Yeah, just might. <laughs> the boys <laughs> well, might feel have free to, to do that. And uh, <laughs> keep in mind that you know it's it's not uh, it's not Xanadu. It's not uh, <laughs> Utopia. There are people here who disagree with me, and there are people right. here who agree with me. But it's a community where we all get along pretty well. I think that's amazing. And before we let you go, uh, I do want to mm-hmm. get your opinion on the transgender movement right now, on where you feel it's at and where you feel needs to move forward. Very good question. I, I, I think I take a bit of credit for maybe being the tipping point in public transgenderism in 2008 with the election when the country figured out, oh, here's a town... You know, less than 10,000 people elected a trans person for mayor, and that should have empowered other trans people to at least come out, you know, stop hiding in the closet. Um, I think we're seeing more and more of that. Probably the Caitlyn Jenner thing will will move that forward a bit just because of the high profile there. And people who have been hiding in the closet for so long will will take little baby steps out and say, I'm here too. Right. That affects me, and I'm one of those people that, that... and the best thing about that is, once you come out of the closet, then you have more room for clothes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the that best soundbite ever. <laughs> I think we're just going to cut that out and make it our... We're just going to play it randomly on our show. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Steve Rasmussen, we like to, on Outspoken, to highlight people that we think have made just great contributions to humanity, whether they feel it or not. And uh, I, I think that you have done an amazing job in leadership in that town, and we are so glad that you took time to be with us today. Well, it was my pleasure, but keep in mind, all I was doing was living my life. And see, that is the most, uh, that's the most advocate and most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> that is the Humble? No, that is the biggest power you okay. can ever pull, is to just be who you are. It'll change more lives than anything else. <laughs> so thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. If you just joined Outspoken, this is the second hour we're on the air, and we just spoke to Stu Rasmussen, who was the, the first openly, as uh, Stu liked to say, and that's very important, first openly transgender individual who was elected to mayor of a town in the U.S., and that was uh, back in 2008. So uh, what an amazing, actually inspiring person. I actually hope Stu writes a book, whether she finds a ghostwriter or not just do it yeah i don't i don't think i don't think he's going to do it but ghostwriter definitely so if you want to if you want to ghostwrite a book right uh, go contact Stu Stu right and we'll just have to go down to silverton oregon yeah exactly visit the theater yeah (laughs) i guess it's close to portland i don't know it it doesn't sound too interesting to me (laughs) i'll be honest well no but i would go just to meet Stu. (laughs) just to meet Stu. exactly it's a historic town now it is yes yeah Yeah, right exactly Okay, well, we'll take a quick song break, then we'll come back and recap and kind of kind of talk and a little do bit that about thing. that. Do that thing. Do the thing we do. Yeah, so this is actually a song recommended by our intern, Mariah. Um, it's Tender Forever, and the song is My Love. See myself another girl like you this year. 
You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. That's and this is Outspoken. That's right. Yeah, if you've just tuned in, we have been talking, doing a lot of talking. We talked to Jack Mosey in the first hour. Jack has a show coming up in Spokane. That's this Saturday, the 29th. It's going to be down at the mm-hmm. Viking Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. He is a musician from our region. It's going to be a lot of fun, high energy. So make sure you go down and meet up with the boys and have a good time. It's 8 o'clock. Viking Bar and Grill down on Stevens um, this Saturday. So that's going to be amazing. That is going to be amazing. That's going to be a good time. Um, Jack, I mean, we played his songs for the last, like, four weeks. Yeah. Um, you can go check him out. Apparently on YouTube, he has a lot, a lot of his songs right. up. Um, check him out. I mean, he's on iTunes, Google Jack Play, Mosey. all, all over the place. You can Jack go to, I think it's mm-hmm. important to to make sure you understand it's M-O-Z. Yes. I-E, because there is another Jack Mosey with an S. Don't go there. Don't go I there. I mean, it's good. Different he's guy. a sports Different person. Different uh, Check that mm-hmm. out. And if you just joined us, you would have heard that we, or if you just joined us, you just missed the conversation we had with Stu Rasmussen, who was the first openly transgender individual to be a be elected as a mayor of a town in the yeah. U.S., first in U.S. history. Um, but as Stu pointed out, not the first transgender individual in politics, just the first one that was open about it. Right, exactly. Well, it, and, and I think that's a good point because so many people can live their entire lives being trans but never be yeah, open about it. being in the closet. Exactly, being, right. And like wow. Stu said, the best part of coming out of the closet is you have room for more clothes. And that is <laughs> the truth. Although... Not always true because my closet has no room for clothes. Yeah, Zero. right. I have you to find another closet to come out of. <laughs> so you need more closet space. I do. I really do. It's awful. We want to say. Uh, I want to say really quick that yeah. this week, if you were looking for the boys' blog, we had a guest blogger yesterday. We did. Who came out? This is Josh Swan. He is a listener, uh, supporter, very, uh, very well thought through young man. Very involved in the politics of Idaho exactly. and being an uh, advocate for uh, the gay community as well as mm-hmm. people living with mm-hmm. HIV and AIDS. And so he has a blog that we he sent us that we let be a guest blogger. It's called It's Not About Me, But It Is. But it is. And it talks about the slurs that we that we can so effortlessly throw around mm-hmm. on other people and how you maybe don't understand the damage it really is doing to those around you, to people that you may claim to care about just because you don't know yeah. the truth. So anyways, it's interesting. Um, you should definitely go go out and read it. We'll have Kurt throw it up on our Facebook page, of course. Or you can go to hotmesssunday.com and you can look under Boys Blog and Josh will, uh, you can read Josh's um, blog. blog himself exactly. right there. And so that'll be good. Remember yeah. also, you can go to, if you missed the show or you want to tell your friends about it, um, they can go to iTunes and they can look for Outspoken. You can rate us. 
Uh, you can please give us a review. Us. Please mm-hmm. rate us. Give us a review. And you can catch the show if you didn't have time to see, hear it on Sunday. You can catch it later in your week. Exactly. It's kind of a convenient way to do it on your drive into work, drive home, at the gym. Jonathan, I know you do that all the time. Yes. Um, or really going to bed. That's a, that's another good time. I right? did that one time. It it's was pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. And also, don't forget to follow uh, us on Twitter. We are Twitter at Outspokesman. And we are also on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, so people have been getting really involved. They have. <laughs> Our show. Last week... We had to go and point out that I have a huge phobia of spiders. Yeah. And everybody and their mother had either pictures or there were videos. There was a lot of or spider crap. Let's show yeah. the scariness of spiders. This week, you know, we just want to encourage, I know it started happening already, but we want to encourage everybody who heard Sergey say that he's a tennis player and he, the thing his coach always called him on was the pitch, yep. which doesn't exist it in doesn't tennis. exist in tennis. <laughs> it's, it's the serve. It's the serve. All right. All right, y'all. Which is brilliant. Hold up. <laughs> I ain't trying to be a tennis star here, okay? I just said I played in high school for two years. Right. And apparently That's two years awesome. is not enough for you to learn that it's and, called a serve and not a pitch. And apparently there are tennis coaches volunteering their time. Look. <laughs> I will. I'll play. Te- I'll play tennis with anybody. I do. I need a coach. I don't know. Maybe you tell me. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. I know. See, and I know <laughs> sports. Yeah, sports? I played tennis uh, like once. Yeah, how'd you so like it? I am not athletic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so not so at all. It was a thing. Okay. So I kind of liked. What's it when you when you play against you the wall? It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah, is yeah. a thing. It's yeah, called racquetball. I kind of liked racquetball. Really? But uh, for Indoors. some reason, you know, I don't know, the net and everything, I just wasn't into tennis. So. Oh, oh, you, okay. Gotcha. Racquetball. So I could mm. play racquetball, although that hurts if that hits you. It hits you all the time. And yes. I don't like. Slap. I've been slapped in the face. Yeah, see, I don't like racquetball. Slapped in the face, huh? I was going to finish that sentence and I caught With myself. Ball. Yep. Got yep. It. That's where I was heading. I'm like, yeah. no, no, not going to do it. Look. But there it you happens. are. <laughs> no, I actually I've been I've been slapped in my own groin with a ball before. Uh, I it was funny because I was playing tennis and uh, I had really actually not like Tennessee shorts. They're like basketball shorts. They're very uh-huh. very loose. So um, I put a ball into my pocket and then I was as I was running up to the <laughs> net to swing uh, uh, down low to hit a ball. I hit the one in my pocket and it swings around and hits me in my own crotch. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I I missed the ball the other ball completely and. I'm just staying on the floor, just um, oh. in pain, and that yeah. was that was fun. That was a match I did not win. That um, uh, shocking. I, yeah, I, I I resigned from my other two matches and went home. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I don't like want to play anymore. Even move. It's painful. It is real it painful. Is painful. Yeah. So, so you know, the boys do sports. That's a thing. Yeah. Now. Well, I don't know if you can say we do sports, but we the boys are going to start learning yeah. some sportsy things. See, I heard Kurt. <laughs> Kurt was trying to set us up with some golf and. I, Golf. I'm, is in, it I'm sport, down with golf. But it's it's easy. I'm down with it's it. easy, right? It's easier. I hear. Easier. My brother it's less loves athletic. it. Yes. Yeah. My brother loves it. I feel like I might throw my back out. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> now we're gonna get a bunch of comments from people who are avid golf players saying, "Oh, there it is so athletic. It lot. is athletic. It does take skill." Here's the thing. Like, There's right, a lot cool. of gay golfers. Oh yeah. There's a lot of lesbian golfers. Oh wow. So. That's there a thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole the yeah. Doris Day tournament down I know. in Palm Springs. Exactly. Yeah. The in huge California. One. Yeah. See, whatever sport it is, I, don't know I if it know. Was Doris Day. I think it might have been someone else. But it's <laughs> a woman. 
Okay. Who was an actress. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Whatever sport it is, I know that I'll be there dressed for it. Golf, yes. I can dress 100% for. I'll be like, "All right, Oh, yeah. On I it. got my got my pink polo on, got the shorts." Right? Yep. Okay. And I can be a big guy and play that. Exactly. But I can also be a big guy and play rugby, and yeah. I I welcome some rugby players teaching me how to play rugby. So, okay. I te- I welcome Tom Daly teaching that. me how to dive. Oh, I'll, yes. I'll dive into Tom Daly any day. Any day. Any time Any all. day. This is where we start winding <laughs> down our two hours and just talk yeah. about the boys we think are cute. Yeah, right. Maybe we should play a song real quick. <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds like a good all idea. Right, I'm going to play this because this is this is a song that has been on my mind for a very long time. I don't know why, but it's, it's cool. It's Jesse J's Ain't Been Done. All right. You're back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And... and- outspoken we're exactly do it we, like it ain't been done we do it like it ain't been done that's love right it. you're right that is actually kind of an uh, entertaining song isn't it so catchy yeah I you love it. it i know i know that's you love a it thing. so and our intern over here is laughing at us <laughs> <laughs> mariah's been laughing this whole show which means yes we're entertaining so okay we'll take entertaining high five, high five I, we've it. never done that before so we don't high five here but no. we're trying to be all sportsy so maybe it's a new thing <laughs> don't slap my butt please <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, i'm okay without that one. i had not even thought about that one thank yeah, you. but they do it all the time, and they like they're do. just like. Slap. But hey, hey! All remember right. how I said I want rugby players to? I'm a, okay. I give you permission right now. You can there slap you my butt. So <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> Check my butt, slap my butt. But right, it's a, it's a whole it's, thing. It's, it's one and the same, we're, really. We're going to make it happen. So, yeah, we're about ready to, yeah. to wind okay. it down. Okay, question. I know people need to hear about this, and I know you've, oh. already, you've already made sure they did because uh. you posted about it every I single did. day. I did. Which it is was good. A, it was a big thing. Um, You cleaned your apartment. It happened. The moment you said that you were going to do that on air, I was like, on, on Facebook, I was like, what? Right? No, what has, listen, what has happened to Jonathan? What I didn't appreciate was this? I have a friend I've known for about 20 years, and he gets on there and he says, yeah, I remember that time I came to your apartment, and I was so appalled that I swore never to come again. <laughs> and Andre, oh, I love no. you, but come on. No. That was That broke my heart, but it's That's true. That's kind I mean, of funny. Let's be honest. Um, no, I did. And people were, so it was like a few-day process, and people were all like, are you moving, or yeah. why is it taking yeah. so long? I'm like... No, you don't understand. <laughs> so I don't because I don't. I, first of all, I'm very rarely at home. Exactly. And when I am at home, I don't want to do anything. Right, 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 right. So it got out of hand. But no, I even shampooed my carpets. Ooh, I shampooed you did my the dog. whole thing. You sh- yeah. Wow. Roscoe got shampooed and uh, the uh. carpet. But what's disgusting is so I'm shampooing my carpet. You yeah. know, you get your rug doctor okay. and you go, I, 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 this is, I hurt my back so bad by lifting the rug doctor up the <laughs> stairs. So I had said how I feel 20, even though, you know, my big four zero is next month. And <laughs> let me tell you, after I lifted that rug doctor, I did not feel 20. No. <laughs> oh. But the water that came out of there was black and sludgy. Ew, it was water. gross. So that's how bad my carpets were. So I feel, I love that my carpets are clean yeah. now. Are they noticeably a different shade? Yes. 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 Oh, ooh, that's the worst. And yes, that is well, that's the best. That well, now yeah, they are, the best. are so different. But my my mm. dog still nothing. He's like, mm, he'll look at me like, 
Papa, I'm going to pee here because it doesn't smell like me. And I'm like, we are not having this no, conversation no, no. in my house right now. So and he has been trying to adjust. not having that conversation because dogs don't talk. So <laughs> you really I, weren't having that I, conversation. I don't know who's, <laughs> what dogs you have had. But <laughs> Roscoe and I uh, talk a lot. <laughs> I see. I see. I see how that works. Okay. Yeah, so it's fun. So here's the thing. Still, still not inviting people over to the house. But now I can go home and be Wait, be why are peaceful. you inviting people over? I don't it's know. still not clean I still enough? don't feel it. I still, still not don't feel, feel it. it huh? It's a thing. But uh, there's always my vanilla candles lit every day all over the house. And okay. All right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's staying clean. I even spot cleaned yesterday just to keep it where it is. So, hey, positivity can happen, people. That's true. Positive. Positive, positive cleaning methods. happen. Yeah, that did not sound like a fun week, but I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you did it. That's important. No, I am too. Mm. I'm going to sleep for a week, but other than that, it's all good. (laughs) Okay. But remember, we want to remind you, if you want to catch the boys, even past shows. Yeah, past shows. um, You can catch um, iTunes. Mm -hmm. We are there. It's a thing. It is. Rate and review us, please. Yes. So go there. Download a podcast. You know what? Subscribe. And then you always get the new ones. They go up the day after our show because, you know, as we say, our amazing interns, uh, one of them makes sure it's up and ready every Every, day after the show. So uh, Houston's still from back then. And I want to, so Mariah's in studio right now. And I think we have what? Four minutes, three and a half. Yeah, okay. I think Two I want to do something. She hates it when I do this. So, Mariah, you should come on the mic really quick. I want to do like the intern wrap up. Oh, we okay. should. That should be a thing. An intern wrap up. Let's do it. Well, intern you actually have up. to wrap though. That's that's the real <laughs> catch, right? Mariah, wrap sorry it about it, Mariah. How was how was today's show? Uh, it was good. It was, was good. It was, it was good. It was enjoyable. Huh. Um, watching you guys talk about sports okay. is a whole new <laughs> level. <laughs> That, uh, yeah, you mean the pitch and tennis? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah all right, yeah. that's a thing. I'm really excited for that to do sports videos. <laughs> okay, up. all right. Yes. Yeah, so uh, for everybody <laughs> listening, Mariah actually uh, does our filming for us, and yeah. uh, Aaron, your significant other, does lighting. And let me tell you, lighting guru. So you guys make us look good, and I know this should be fun. And you film in studio, so people can find us on Periscope, and you film so we can release videos yeah. of the show. You're you're the video master. How much do we frustrate you? <laughs> uh, you don't. We don't. Oh, really? yeah. You're lying. No, Jeez. I'm not at all. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm frustrated when you go on vacation and okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm left to deal <laughs> with these two. Yeah, but no, who you have no uh, idea what yeah, we're doing. No. So really, what you're saying is I am the one who holds everyone together. I get <laughs> it. I get it. Thank you. I'll take that She's title right like, now. These no. boys are freaks. Yeah, <laughs> and you're the normal one. Okay. No, you guys, you're 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 pretty boys and you're, you're oh, entertaining. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, you're shucks. Look at that. You're a cameraman's dream. See, now this is how we hire good interns. I know. <laughs> we tell them, can you compliment us? And they say that and we hire them. <laughs> right? That's, that's this the is how it happens. The interview is literally just a five-minute monologue of compliments. Mm-hmm. It is. Yep. That mm-hmm. all, see, she also knows how to, you know, have a good internship. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a relationship. You know, yeah. just keep it pretty... Keep the compliments okay. flowing. It's all good. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. That's well, what there. Like. That's the first installment of your uh, <laughs> intern wrap-up that we're going to do. Okay. Except, intern wrap-up. Yeah. Except that Mariah's going to rap for us in the future. <laughs> yes. Mariah, you have to write a rap. Like, yeah. yeah. I want to see I, it. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> okay. It's like we'll that's, we'll, that was not we'll part stick of it in the contract. contract. <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 we'll fudge we'll that in there. We'll have a contract review. Yeah. Soon. Soon. Okay. Well, thank you, Mariah. Uh, we are... 
now going to go off air. But remember that this weekend, this Saturday, this Saturday, at the Viking, Viking, be there at eight or before to see yeah. the opening acts. Be there, be there the whole day yeah. if you want, and then come see us. Yeah, remember, Sergey will dance with you. I and will. Jonathan you. is giving out bear hugs, and Jonathan will bear hug you. Exactly, it's a thing. We're mm-hmm. doing it. And maybe at oh, the same time. Oh, and then Kurt's over here mm. saying, wait, what about me? Well, you didn't tell us what you were going to do. Well, Kurt's going to butt dance you. <laughs> He'll butt dance. See, no, he's butt he's dancing right now. Yeah. So maybe don't get there too early. That or <laughs> Kurt will punch you. That's that's another thing he does really well. He just, yeah, right. He'll punch you. <laughs> so don't don't approach Kurt. Leave right. him alone. This will be perfect. So we will see y'all this Saturday because we know you're not going to miss it. Exactly. Exactly.